Podcast by Rundle Recaps. Thank you, Tyler. Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 4, Intervention. And with me, as always, my beautiful, lovely, and patient wife, Jen. Hello. Well, I don't have anything to kick us off. This was a great episode. It was much better than last week, and unfortunately, we're followed up by not as many good episodes for a little while. There's two or three that are kind of middling, but I was very excited about this one, and it paid off. What did you think? Yeah, this one was wonderful. <laughs> Always a classic. There's so many things here we refer to all the time. Mm-hmm. I, whenever it would come on as a rerun, I'd watch it on TV. It's so rewatchable. Um, ages very well. I loved all of it. Yeah, very funny. One of my favorites. I owe an apology to our best listener and contributor, Danielle. She did write into us last week before we did the podcast. I just forgot to look in the right place. Whoops. So I'm going to go ahead and start off by reading her comments about iHeart New Jersey. So do you need to check the email again? And see <laughs> I already did. She has not written in for intervention yet, as of like 10 minutes ago. I was very careful this time. But Danielle writes to us last week, I have very mixed feelings about this episode. It's honestly painful watching Ted and Stella interact with each other. Uh, Well, she really took this hard. Yeah, very opinionated. (laughs) She is not a Stella and Ted stan, I guess. While I like New York bashing, doesn't Stella work there? This is at least not an open and shut case for where to live. Yeah, she really got uh, took their fight seriously. <laughs> wasn't that big a part of the show, though. Well, no, I think that's a good point that, that doesn't get brought up. Is you know, Stella is commuting every day into the city. Yeah, but the most important thing is what's comfortable for her daughter, mm-hmm. which would not be to leave her friends in her school. True. Danielle continues. I like this episode because it shows the uncomfortable spots and relationships we all like to skip. But make no mistake, I think the reason Ted yields in the convo is a bad one. He obviously loves New York, and you can have a warm and loving family anywhere. Well, I don't know that I agree with that. I think the reason he yields is because of the daughter, and that's a good one, in my opinion. And, you know, once you have kids, you realize that that really becomes the most important thing, as long as you can kind of control that. And they can, because she has a house in New mm-hmm. Jersey. Right. Um, and he's clearly, it doesn't seem like it's that far from New York if Robin could get there on... Train and bicycle right. in, in 29 minutes. Yeah, that's true. And obviously Stella commutes in every day, so it's not so, so far from New York. There's other reasons why he probably shouldn't be moving to New Jersey, and that's because, yeah, they probably moved a little too quickly in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Especially considering there is a kid, which comes up you know, in this episode. Right. Finally, she says, or writes... Worst joke, Stella showing the coolest bar in New Jersey. Even I cringed at that. I got to disagree with you on that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, we liked that one. <laughs> but last week, Danielle, you and I were, were uh, eye and eye, or eye to eye, or that was two weeks ago. But no, I, I, I like that joke. I like the way she delivered it, too. And it also set Lily up for mm-hmm. that really good joke of, <laughs> yeah, this probably, probably is. is. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Danielle. We'll, get, we'll, we'll be in sync again next week, I'm sure. Or when you write in for intervention. All right. We start off intervention at McLaren's, and much like a few other episodes where Barney's about to do some sort of gambit, high wire gambit, 
Flim Flam. Flim Flam, yeah. <laughs> All the different names for fooling women. Uh, we saw this once when he was doing the angel who fell from heaven. Mm-hmm. And I think there was another one. Oh, well, was it last week he was going to do the, the pick up a lesbian? Right. So this is the, you know, maybe the third or fourth one. Maybe I'm not thinking of one where it starts off with them getting ready to watch Barney try to, to pull off one of these gambits. Mm-hmm. In this one, it's Barney coming in disguised as a senior citizen. And what would you think of the makeup job? Do you think, would, you, would he have fooled you? You know, I wasn't looking at it from that point of view. I think, it looks kind of creepy. I think he looked like an old person, but when he ta- when he spoke, it was very cartoony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's, I just think he he has a real creepy old man vibe. <laughs> going. It gets worse when he goes back to try and pick up mm-hmm. a 22-year-old. Yeah. But yes, in this case, um, I don't have a lot to say about this. They kind of go back and forth of, over whether it will work. Some of them want it to, some of them don't. Yeah, Marshall's very invested in this. Lily really doesn't want it to. So old Barney comes in, approaches a hottie at the bar, and her name's Cindy, and he basically pulls a scam on her that he's a future Barney who's come back in time to make sure that she sleeps with younger current day him so that he can solve global <laughs> global warming. Global warming. And so she's the one that can change everything or spell her inevitable doom. Right. So we leave it there for right now. Oh, well, we should mention that as part of the convincing her, he predicts that a woman in that booth is going to slap a man, and Robin goes ahead and slaps Ted. Who doesn't seem to be in on this plan. <laughs> no. I'm not sure that any of them were. It's like they overheard him, and he just came up with it now. Instead of setting this up with them earlier. Oh, see, I figured he talked to Robin about it. Well, she looked unprepared. Yeah, but Robin's not good at these acting things. Remember, she always is a little unprepared, even when she's fully aware of what's going on. Okay. I think it's unclear. But why don't we take this moment to talk about Robin's shirt? (laughs) Robin's got a real, like, Ronald McDonald vibe going. Yeah, I was going to say that she looks like... She's wearing the you know shirt part of the uniform for a very low-end fast food restaurant. <laughs> and then a weird red vest on top of it. I thought that was just connected with the shirt. I, wonder, I feel like this was around that time that there were shirts that came with connected vests. Okay. In the mid-2000s. Well, old man Barney says, you know, look out for young me coming in, and, and you have to help him tonight in whatever way he wants. <laughs> basically, do whatever he wants you to do to him. Or with him. Yep, or he won't be able to find the solution to global warming that will save the human race. Actually, he specifically says sleep with him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he must away. Yeah. I don't know why. I think that's really funny. (laughs) Yeah, that that was an interesting way to say I'm leaving. (laughs) I must away. Maybe that's how people speak in the future. Oh, I hope so. So in comparison to this show, we're in the future. So can I start using that? I must away. Like when I leave tomorrow, I'll be like, Steve, I must away. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> I support that. Awesome. Although you never leave the house, so. Oh, you will tomorrow. Yeah. I, I leave sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I have to go like pick up our kid from school and stuff. That's true. That'd be a good time to away. <laughs> and I must. They, they start to exposit that they're actually waiting for movers to arrive. It seems like everyone's... I can't tell... 
I guess Lily and Marshall are moving out now, too. Yeah, it seems like everybody's packing up the apartment. They're all going to move out the same day. Ted's going to Stella's. Lily and Marshall are going to move into their new place, which I guess is ready now. And Robin, although not leaving from their apartment, Mm -hmm. is getting ready to leave for Japan. Right. They're all talking about packing. Robin doesn't understand why. They're not done yet. She just threw all of her stuff in a box. Yeah, Ted says that, you know, going through memories after 20 years of stuff is not easy. There's a lot of reminiscing going on. Robin doesn't support this. She says, you know, just throw stuff out and don't look back. Took her half an hour to back to move to Japan. And 20 of that was on the phone with somebody, a friend, who called her in tears, which ended up being Marshall. There's a couple little joke reveals like this mm-hmm. about really with Marshall at the end of it. <laughs> Ted points out that this is the end of an era. He wants to make a toast with the most expensive scotch in the bar, which turns out to be $2,500, so we get a real that. smug Wendy here. Like, because Ted says, yeah, give me your most expensive scotch, and just, like, she gets real. It's a $2,500 Glenn McKenna. Yeah, I guess so, but... I can see where she's coming from. Like, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. You don't, you're not going to be able to afford this. Perhaps. It seemed unnecessary. So Barney, young Barney, comes back to the bar. Real, real time. And Cindy, who was the girl that old Barney was talking to at the bar, he sits next to her. She says, my God, you're, can I buy you a drink? And Barney says he has time for a drink and 45 minutes to an hour of some other activity. <laughs> Now, did you clock the reactions of everybody in the background? Uh, at this very moment? Mm-hmm. No. So she says that. Marshall like, is ecstatic. He like points up at the sky. Lily's jaw drops. <laughs> it's really good. Them in the background. But yeah, I, <laughs> I did like that, that line. Time for one drink in 45 minutes to an hour of some other activity. Yeah, you know, Cindy, honey. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, honey. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> Because after that, he'll have to go back to his top-secret research project, which she knows is global warming. And Barney plays it up. Like, My God. How did and, you know that? And as this is working, the whole gang seems pretty incredulous that she's this <laughs> dumb. Right. We move back to the apartment. Ted finds a photo of the day they moved in together. So many good memories. <laughs> this gives Robin another chance to... Uh, poo-poo and <laughs> be completely unsentimental about anything. It's exactly the kind of crap to throw away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's, she's good in this scene. <laughs> so Robin, yeah, Ted questions this and Robin says it's like love letters, yearbooks, or the ashes of someone. <laughs> <laughs> they just <laughs> they take, take up space. space. Stella's not going to let, let him have all this junk. Ted wants to know why not. And, well, we've been through this before when mm-hmm. he tried to move in with Robin all his stuff, quote-unquote. Right. So oh, actually, that wasn't when he moved in with Robin. It was just the stuff he kept from exes. Right, but then when he moved in with Robin, like, Robin didn't even want to let him put his pan lids away. Right. So Lily explains that... <laughs> I believe was her reaction to everything <laughs> right. that he wanted to put away. Exactly. So Lily advises that um, after guys move in with women, they find out all their stuff is stupid. For example, Lily says, everything that he bought at a re- Renaissance fair... <laughs> and Ted takes offense. There's not enough mead in the world that he will give up his flail, which is basically, and he pulls it out, it's basically a medieval ball and chain weapon. It's a flail. And then as he pulls this out, Marshall points out that since they're clearly not getting their security deposit back, 
maybe Ted could go ahead and reimburse him his half, which confuses Ted. And Marshall points out that he most Bar- Marshall's insinuating that most of the damage around the apartment is his. Right. Ted. Ted doesn't seem to remember any of this, so we go on a little bit of a tour of the apartment with Marshall. Yeah, starts with a flashback of Ted putting books on a shelf that he on shelves that he just put up. Marshall wants to know what they are. Ted points out it's the World Book Encyclopedia from 1986. <laughs> did you have encyclopedias in the house when you grew up? We did not. We did. We we would get them like every ten years. We'd get a new set until the internet was invented. Well, my, I don't know if my grandparents had them, but I do remember when they got their computer, they did have the, like, Encarta or whatever it was, like the online encyclopedia. Nice. So yeah, I used that when I needed to write reports on stuff. Yeah, we had them in a bookshelf. There was a book for each letter. Mm-hmm. And it gave you enough information to write a report, you know, right. through high school, basically. Yep. Well, no, that by is... high school you had to go to the, the library and actually get more sources because the... The uh, the papers got longer, but yeah, I guess through junior high, encyclopedias would have covered you. Yeah, so does anybody use those anymore? <laughs> like, I wouldn't think so. And is there I like mean, that any used to be a job. Version? There used to be door to door encyclopedia right. salesmen. Yeah, that was a bit on Friends. Yeah, the V. <laughs> Enjoy about the V. <laughs> All right. Well, a little bit of nostalgia now. And as he's talking up these encyclopedias, oh, that's right. So. Uh, Marshall says encyclopedia, and now we get really smug Ted. And he's, <laughs> he's actually just waiting for someone to do this. Oh, you think it should be pronounced encyclopedia? Common mistake. He's acting a lot like Janice, the real estate agent. <laughs> right. Oh, you're not New Yorkers. <laughs> right. So he goes on a long explanation of why it's pronounced encyclopedia, and in the middle of him, it has something to do with a ligature. <laughs> so, and in the middle of it, the shelf breaks the wall and the plaster falls off and we get exposed brick. Mm-hmm. Which and looks better anyways, quite frankly. It does. And Marshall <laughs> tells Ted that he's going to have to pay Dia for that, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. Evidence B, another flashback. Marshall, or Ted's clearly coming back from a renaissance fair. <laughs> and he's dressed in as a jester, I guess. Yeah, I didn't know jesters got flails. And spins his flail and hits the ceiling and creates a giant crack in it. And then Marshall says he's also responsible for any damage Robin had done. So now we get, Robin wants to know what she did. And Marshall reminds her of a time that she drank a 12-er of Molson, which is a Canadian beer. It became super Canadian. And we get the flashback. Oh, and as, as he's saying this, he's revealing a hole in the wall by the front door. Right. And so Robin's in a hockey jersey. <laughs> With a hockey stick and the gloves on. Yeah, and she's... Talking about Stanley Cup Game 6. <laughs> right. Apparently she's replaying this Stanley Cup game in their apartment. And Marshall bets her $20 to shoot the puck out the door. But that's not what causes the damage anyways. But she goes on in a heavy Canadian accent. Stanley Cup Game 6, eh? The Rangers will be, will be sorry they ever played Sinead with the Canucks. <laughs> and then, yes, Bar- Marshall bets her. Or offers her $20 if she can get it through the door. She thinks he's nuttier than a Tim Hortons donut. Maple log. Oh, maple log. Sorry. Yells Timmy Ho. <laughs> which is what we yell when we pass one by in Erie when we're visiting <laughs> yes. your family. It's the only place we ever Timmy see Ho. Tim Hortons. As she shoots it, looks like it's going to go through the door. Mm-hmm. But Lily catches it. Yeah, Lily actually 
makes for a pretty good goalie. Yeah, and she's even got the the oven mitts on, which make it look like she has goalie gloves on right. as she catches it. And then there gets to be a little bit of a back and forth between her and Rob, and Robin threatens her. <laughs> she's going to give her summer teeth. Some are here, some are there. Um, Lily wants the stick. Robin tells you to take off Hoser. And Lily shucks off her gloves, says, that's it. Like a hockey player getting ready to get into a fight. And goes after the stick. Barney's either trying to take pictures or record this fight on his phone. I didn't notice that. I don't think you could take video on phones yet at this point. You might be able to, but it'd be probably pretty... Well, yeah, 2008, I bet you could. It might not be real long. And they're, they eventually, Robin throws, shucks off her gloves, too, and now it's looked like a real hockey fight. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a pretty good action between the two of them. Um, they get Marshall yelling, go America. Yeah. <laughs> or he yells, for America. Ted breaks it up, ultimately. And then Barney gets so mad, he punches the wall. Right. Because Ted should never break up a girl fight. So that wasn't Robin's fault, therefore not Ted's fault. Right. And... Bar- it's also Barney's fault that there's a scorch mark over the fireplace. So to retell the story of the scorch mark over the fireplace, we have to go way back. <laughs> I didn't realize like how far back they went and how many things they had to say before they finally got to that story. Right. But it was wor- <laughs> the trip is worth it. This is some of the best stuff that How I Met Your Mother, Mother has done. Yeah, definitely. So now we get into the interventions, the first one being the story of the intervention for their friend Stuart. In the flashback, Stuart enters their apartment and wants to know what's going on. Some guy that we've never seen before and we'll never see again tells him it's an intervention. He's probably the intervention guy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, because that's usually the first person to talk, I think. Mm-hmm. According to my research watching the show, Intervention, back in the 2010s. Did you watch a lot of that or just like one episode, a couple episodes? Uh, I watched more than I should have, probably. <laughs> it was it was a poor choice of words, but it was actually kind of an addicting show. <laughs> no I, I'm not intended. trying to make yeah I'm not trying to be funny it was actually it was interesting but then yeah then it started getting really sad because then like, sometimes you would get like an after story and it would be like this person relapsed or yeah most do yeah and so it was yeah it was sad but I did watch yeah you were going through a whole phase of like 16 and pregnant and yes I was talking about this the other day um, a lot of it was when I was in grad school and I needed something to watch that I could kind of just watch and zone out on and not have to pay a ton of attention to. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, like Kardashians, Teen Mom, 16 and Pregnant, all of that was, like, high on my list of stuff to watch because my brain just really couldn't <laughs> absorb, like, a high mind. Like, I think at the time, like, you were watching Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and I just did not have the bandwidth. <laughs> when, we, when we're in the intervention for Stuart, it starts off with, I think it's Claudia is his wife's mm-hmm. name. Yeah, she's the first one that speaks. What do, you, what do you think of her as a blonde versus a brunette? I really thought it was a different actress initially. I know we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. That, like, I think we ended up having to look it up because I was like, she looks so different. Yeah, she did. brown hair. I, like, think she I looked, just thought they replaced her. She either was thinner or looked thinner, too, I thought. Yeah. Because she had like sort of a big cheekbones and cheeks as a blonde. Mm-hmm. And now it looked just a little more sucked in in the face. But it was her. Um, she says that alcohol changes him and makes him a different person, different from the man that she married and loves. And he's not a defensive yeah, he's in, in, pretty in, easily intervenee. Convinced. Yeah. He's pretty, yeah. He's ready to get whatever help he needs, and then Barney enters with a bottle of something in his hand. 
He looks, I think it said scotch on it. And he says, there's the birthday boy. Time to let the monster out of his cage, Stewie. Can't like pour the, the alcohol in his mouth. <laughs> Come on, man. People don't want to see Bruce Banner. They want the Hulk. Hulk, he starts Hulk, chanting Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. And then we get Robin oh, whispering I'm in dying. his ear. Oh, I'm dying. Oh. That's what I get for skimming the Evite. Seems <laughs> like something I would do. Yes. I'm not good at reading details. No. I better reread uh, my boss's birthday party and. Invitation. I mean, we might have gone on the wrong day. <laughs> so they're pretty high on themselves after this intervention. I like how they're all drinking beer after an <laughs> alcohol intervention. I didn't notice that. Yeah, they each have a <laughs> bottle of beer in their hand. So they're all pretty proud of themselves for this intervention. Although it's unclear if they actually participated in it at all, besides just being there. But Marshall comes out in an absurdly tall Dr. Seuss hat. So I remember these Dr. Seuss hats. They were around when oh, I was sure. in middle school, although I can't recall seeing one that was quite as tall, tall. as Marshall. I was thinking the same thing. Like, he actually has to duck to get in and out of the apartment. hmm Yeah, they were usually about half that height at, at, at the most. But it was sort of like a club look. Mm-hmm. We this get, seems like it was real. I mean, this was, you know... Had to have been what the mid to late nineties, and so this is Marshall really. <laughs> yeah, this isn't this isn't the time at which people would have been wearing this hat still. Right, so he just brought it back, I guess. So he comes in. He's wearing the hat. There's an intervention sign up. Lily informs us this is an intervention. Ted says it's about the hat. Marshall starts. Oh to wait, wait. You. I'm sorry. Before we go there. We actually see him leave after the, after the first intervention, and they're all sitting around. Marshall comes out, as you said, he comes out with the hat, mm-hmm. and he leaves with the hat. They're kind of like warning him, "Dude, what's with the hat?" Mm-hmm. Sorry. So the intervention happens when he comes back, or it seems like it might be another day. My guess is it's another day. They had time to make a banner. <laughs> True. They could have done that while he was gone. It wasn't a very that professional. It was handwritten. Yeah, I forgot to look at what shirt he had on when he left versus when he came back. But yet, first of all, Marshall's defensive. He's right. talking about it like it's a, subs- a controlled substance. He has it under control. He can take it off whenever he wants to. Right. And so Robin goes first. I, think, I think this is probably your favorite part, so I'll <laughs> let you do it. Dear Marshall, I do not like that stupid hat. I want to beat it with a bat or maybe stab it with a fork. It makes you look like such a dork. <laughs> And I love it. And for some reason, they always cut it out of the TV syndicated version. version. And it made me so sad. So I was really happy I wonder that if it was back in did, the Hulu did, did version. Did the Dr. Seuss family complain about this? <laughs> so yeah, it looks like a cat in the hat had and her deciding to read her letter to him <laughs> in cat in the hat like rhymes is just brilliant. <laughs> it's really good. And no one's like laughing about it. They're all serious. <laughs> With serious looks on their face. Right. Well, it's their first intervention. I guess they're trying to take it seriously. So, yes, I, that's one of my favorites <laughs> of the series, if not you know, just this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so then interventions became frequent around the apartment. Yes. There was one for Lily's weird, fake British accent. Yeah, it's, it's a bad British accent. And I do like her. What's this about then? <laughs> Bollocks. It's strange that she's basing it, we find out soon she's been basing it off of watching too much James Bond, but she's got a real guttural. Mm-hmm. It's not like, like a sophisticated... Right. Like, 
She's going for, you know... It's more of a Cockney accent. Or, you know, like street. <laughs> right. It's a like nice street bloody tops. surprise. She sounds like a soccer hooligan instead of a sophisticated <laughs> Brit. Yeah, Robin gets one for spray tan. And yeah, that, that one was okay. She folds pretty quickly, but I did like that. Yeah, she tries to give Lily a hug. <laughs> Lily's like, no, this is a new sweater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do people still do spray tans a lot? I feel like I don't see people looking like they do. And I don't know about a lot. I'm sure they still exist. Then there's one for Barney with magic tricks, and now we're finally to the scene oh, yes. where we find out how that burn mark gets yes. there. And right. Not just magic tricks, specifically magic tricks with fire. True, and Barney goes into a very defensive speech that's all really just a setup for him <laughs> to let out a, it makes me boil, I am filled with a white-hot rage, and then shoots out a fireball. Now, this <laughs> right. is worse than his typical, like, little sparks that he does. This was right. a real fireball. Yes, and he just, like, shot it in an apartment. And he, you know, this is, um, overshadows his greater point, which is, you know, let's not, we don't need to be doing interventions for every single thing we don't like about each other, like, <laughs> but nobody's going to pay attention to that because he tried to set the apartment on fire. And then, what do they smell? <laughs> Lily freaks out because she smells hair. I smell hair. I smell hair. Everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, furiously patting their hair. Yeah. And so that's how they got the scorch mark. Ted realizes that he actually, when they were packing it, he saw the banner in the closet and he thought it had burned up, so he's a little confused why it was there. And there are letters from everybody with Ted written on it, on them. So he's trying to get to the bottom of this, and Lily says that, yes, we were going to do something, but it was stupid, so forget it. And Ted says, you know, what was it, the Crocs, the hair products? Marshall. <laughs> Marshall with no chill. Not yeah. Stella. So Ted realizes, yeah, it is about Stella and Marshall really poorly does some backpedaling. No, it's about your poor listening skills. I said, not Stella. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Lily <laughs> said it was stupid. It wasn't, they, did, they decided not to go through with it. They are happy for him. And Ted says, obviously it wasn't stupid because they had a no more stupid interventions at their no more, <laughs> that they'd agreed to not have any more stupid interventions at their no more stupid intervention intervention, <laughs> which is just them sitting around in a semicircle <laughs> saying... We're having too many interventions. Yeah, and they all just nod and agree. That's a good flashback. Yeah. But he really wants to know what their big problem was with Stella. And then we get Barney entering the apartment. Celebrating. Yes, apparently he was able to sleep with that girl. And we get a little insight into Barney's mental state. Yeah, he said that you guys all thought I was crazy. Even my shrink told me I was crazy. Well, who's the narcissist with severe attachments disorders now, Dr. Grossbard? (laughs) <laughs> and then he sees the intervention banner and is immediately prepared for this intervention with, with Ted. Apparently he's been carrying around this letter. Yes. We don't get an explanation. He asks Ted to quiet down, not interrupt him while he's trying to intervene. And it all just comes down to getting married stupid. <laughs> Marriage is stupid. But he... Put another flame cue in too quickly and burned up his letter, so mm-hmm. he can't make the rest of his points. But he thinks it was something to do with, you know, there's a million girls every year turning 22, and he thinks they're getting dumber. So why settle down? Well, if Cindy was any sign, if Cindy was 22. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. 
his sample audience is pretty much backing him up so far. But Marshall argues back, even you won't be able to meet girls that are 22 when you're 80, and Barney accepts that challenge. <laughs> Marshall right. says, what challenge? So Barney's going to put the old man makeup back on and pick up a 22-year-old. Right. Marshall points out he didn't remotely challenge him to that, but he wants to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Marshall delivers this well. I didn't remotely challenge, challenge you on that. I definitely want to see it, but I didn't <laughs> challenge you. Ted wants to hear the other letters, which Lily doesn't want to do. They change their mind, and then Ted says, well, what if you change them back? Th- that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not a solid <laughs> argument. But then they go forward. Lily goes to read hers, and there was a switch up whereby she has one that was supposed to go to her student named Gilbert, whose reading has improved considerably. Um, and then she says, uh-oh, and then we cut to the mother <laughs> of Gilbert, wanting to know from Gilbert if things are moving too fast between him and a girl named Stella. <laughs> Little boy's cute. I wish. <laughs> Ted wants to hear Robbins. <laughs> Robbins is the best. Do you want to read it? or? No, you can. Okay. <laughs> Dear Ted, encyclopedia, not encyclopedia. Why do you always have to say things in the most pretentious way possible? It makes you sound douchey. And that's douchey, not douche. Right. Ted said that you already read that in my, in my pronunciation intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Robbins reused this letter because she's the ex. Anything she has to say is going to sound catty. <laughs> I love this delivery by her, which is just like, plus I'm hotter than her, so who cares? How hotter? Yeah. No, no, I'm just thinking of when Ted tells her that his new girlfriend's hot, oh. but not as hot as Robin. And Robin <laughs> goes, how not hotter? Right. But just the look that she gets on her face where she's just like so proud of herself. Like, eh, I'm above it. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Then he talks Marshall into reading his letter. Marshall is the only one that's a real serious letter here. Mm-hmm. He makes a lot of good points about they don't know each other well enough, plus she's raising a child. It's way too early, moving way too fast with someone that has a kid. And... He just kind of, like, says, you know, maybe slow it down a little bit, which, you know, at this point, they've been engaged for a few months. They're not... It doesn't even sound like they've really set a date, so... You know, it seems like everybody's more on board that, you know, they they didn't just rush right into it. Agreed. Which I guess is why they didn't have the intervention. Ted said, you know, they hope he's not mad at them, and Ted says he's not. And he starts talking through it a little bit. And as he talks more through it, he's starting to realize there's... He's starting to agree with some of the points yeah. that were made in these letters. Yeah, slowly things are coming out like, well, it all did happen very quickly. Yeah, we're still trying to get to know each other. What if she doesn't like my stuff? Like the robot cookie jar. I don't like this line by Marshall of... (laughs) You've never liked this one. (laughs) My sensors indicate that... What is it? Pecan Sandy. Pecan Sandy levels are dangerously low. I thought you liked when Marshall did robots. What? I thought you liked when Marshall did robot voices. I like when he makes fun of... Robin and says she's a robot. Beep boop bop boop beep boop bop. <laughs> but no, but I, not related to cookies. No, I, I don't think I've, we've had any other examples of Marshall. Yeah, I guess robot I'm probably thinking yet. of that one with <laughs> Robin. Ted points out his collection of James Bond 
movies where they watched them all in order and Lily started speaking with this weird English accent. <laughs> Lily thought it was sophisticated Everyone and everyone says, says no. no. <laughs> he starts pulling more things out, his lamp elephant, foam, English phone booth. For some reason he has a sombrero. <laughs> yep, and he's decided that he is unpacking and he's never leaving the apartment. He's not ready for this responsibility, he says, to be a stepfather to a seven-year-old daughter. I, for some reason I thought she was older. I'm thinking of something else. It sounds like, because he, he references that if he leaves his apartment and goes and moves into the suburbs, he's going to become an old man. And this is clearly not so much about Stella as it is about growing up mm-hmm. to me. As he says old man, we cut to Barney at the bar, disguised as a senior citizen again. And yeah, he's much creepier in this scene. Yeah, hitting on all these young girls. Asking if they want a caramel... His line's okay about, what do you mean we have nothing in common? We're both seniors. As he's talking to a girl who's probably a senior in college, I hope. Right. <laughs> I do like the, the woman. The one woman says, you're cute. How old are you? And he says he's 83. How old are you? She says 31, and he walks away in disgust. <laughs> That's a good scene. <laughs> and I, for one, love women in their 30s. I Thank don't think a goodness. woman is any more beautiful than after she turns 30. Thank you, honey. Oh, wait, you're over 30. I didn't even think of that. Who knew? What a weird coincidence. I just scored major points, people. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lily says Ted's officially snapped. He's starting to unpack the boxes. Marshall's going to handle this. So Marshall carefully approaches him. And I like his, uh, you know, it's it's normal to get cold feet Mm -hmm. in these situations. So why don't you give me the knife? (laughs) Come on, give me the knife. Like he's a hostage negotiator. And then as soon as he gets it, Marshall flips. So that way I can unpack, too. Stay by your side forever, buddy. <laughs> Robin tries to cut in and says, you know, you guys sound like the, the fat dweeby kid at camp who says, Mom, Dad, I want to go home. The cool kids are playing uh, keep away with my inhaler. Marshall says, I cannot believe my father read that at our wedding. <laughs> So another specific example that Robin says it has to do with Marshall. That was a good twofer. Right, right. So Robin's trying to... Talk them down. Yeah, yeah. Says that, you know, they can't do that to Lily. You know, yeah, there's been some problems at the apartment. But, you know, you guys are going to make it into a home. And Lily (laughs) jumps on board, too. It's a black hole where dreams go to die. I'm not moving either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So Lily tells the guys to finish unpacking, and she's going to make some cookies to... Fill our two sweet tooth. <laughs> so Robin starts yelling at them. You know, they're all cowards, you know, terrified of change, but then she she's quickly, quickly switches yeah. to... I cannot go to Japan. It's so far, and I don't speak the language. I don't even have any good pictures of you, <laughs> which is a good callback. Yeah. So... Ted suggests they go to the same old bar, sit in their same booth, and order the, the usual. usual. <laughs> so they go downstairs, and they see Barney making out with somebody. They're immediately in disgust. Yep. <laughs> Barney says Marshall owes him $200. <laughs> so it's gone from what wasn't a challenge to what now wasn't a bet. <laughs> yeah, Marshall points out, we, we never bet. And Barney wants an arthritis five. Ted, this snaps Ted out of it. He's moving to New Jersey. <laughs> right. 
and he encourages you know them to move into their apartment and Robin to go to Japan because you know they're gonna grow up regardless and do they want to be like weirdo eighty year old Barney who thinks he's awesome <laughs> right. Turns out the woman is French, which for some reason they said doesn't count. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm very confused. I would think it would be harder. I think French women would probably more difficult to pick up than American women. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't see any explanation of what this is supposed to mean, and I don't get it. What do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, why? oh, I, because okay. she's Yeah, because she's French. Are French women known for sleeping with older guys? I don't, I don't know. I'm confused. So Ted said, we're, you know, we're all going to continue to move, but we'll each put away $10 a week for the next year, and we'll come back and buy that bottle of Scott McKinnon. Um, and as, Glenn as, McKenna? Oh, Glenn McKenna, thanks. <laughs> Scott McKinnon. Well, your brain just really made up a whole new name for that scotch company. <laughs> it's one of my roommates in college. Oh, really? No. Oh. And as he's commonly saying this, he's walking towards their usual booth, and he leans over and says to a couple that's sitting there, get out of our booth. <laughs> and I like how they just leave without question. Right. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bold of Ted, who's a notorious wimp. I mean, he was having a moment, I guess. He felt emboldened. And as they're sitting down, the woman comes back, I think I left my, get out of here! <laughs> really so mean. mean. <laughs> So, so flash forward to a year later where they had their $2,500 scotch. Nobody can tell the difference. Yeah, between that versus a $10 scotch. Barney wants to cut his with Red Bull. We know that Ted does not, is not wearing a wedding ring here. Yeah, I didn't notice, but I did see that in the, the, the trivia. trivia. Mm-hmm. So he says many things changed that year, but some remain the same. But they're not going to tell us which, although... They're going to move this upstairs to the apartment. So they still have the apartment. Right. So what are we to believe here? If, you know, you and I and most of our listening audience here already know the what actually happens. Right. But if it was our first time watching it, would we think that Ted and the wedding didn't happen? Probably. Well, I mean, they again, they hadn't set a date yet. So it's possible they could have just had a really long engagement. They could have bought the apartment and moved, didn't move to New Jersey after all. But yeah, I think the, the implication is, yeah, something went awry somewhere and somebody is living in that apartment. We yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, it could be Robin took the apartment because she didn't mm-hmm. go to Japan after all. Who knows? Right. We know, of course. <laughs> right. But yeah, I can't remember what we thought back in the day. I think, you know, it would have just been pure speculation. And then we get a one last intervention of apparently Barney's been spending too much time in the old man makeup trying to hook up with women. Right. And we get a bunch of mediocre jokes about him not understanding what they're saying because his hearing's bad as an older person. Which, you know, they're pretty clever for Barney to come up with on the spot. Yeah, I guess. I could take or leave that last scene. Yeah, it was fine. Not my favorite. Okay, what do you think I ranked this episode? Um, Twelve. Actually, 23. Okay. I think I promised you that I'd give you the numbers or some healthier way for you to see what's already what numbers are already taken so that it's easier for you to figure out what's... Yeah, I'm just flying blind at this point. Yeah, maybe I'll try and figure out a way <laughs> There's to There's no way for me for to you. remember what 80 we've already done. Um, yeah, I'll try and figure out a way to, to do that for you. Thank you. What's your favorite joke? Oh, this was a hard one. I did really enjoy... Um, 
all of the encyclopedia stuff, uh-huh. um, and Robin's letters. So, can I pick three favorite jokes? <laughs> well, you mentioned the encyclopedia one first, so I'm going to take that because obviously, we'd <laughs> well, there's the two. Most so there's the whole like encyclopedia between Ted and Marshall, and then Robin's intervention letter about the pronunciation of encyclopedia, and then obviously. Well, are you throwing Renaissance in as well with the? Uh... As the pronunciation stuff? No, it's just Fun. it's just that that little scene with Ted and Marshall and then Robin's letter and then obviously the <laughs> Robin's intervention about the Dr. Seuss hat. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the Dr. Seuss would be your favorite because I've heard you speak about that one several times before. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, those are your favorites. Mine is the Barney at the intervention. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. My least favorite is the Pecan Sandy talking cookie jar. Mine is the, it doesn't count because she's French, because I just don't understand it. Doesn't make it. Sense. <laughs> okay, next episode is Shelter Island. That one's pretty good. It's got some good stuff in it. That's the one with, this, with Stella's sister. This is the one where they get married. Oh, they actually get married? Well, Or they know. start planning the wedding. No, this is the wedding, I believe. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Because... I there was a little bit of time. At the be- I believe at the beginning they're finding out that the sister that the sister's fiance dumped her, so Ted is thinking that they'll help her pay for the canceled wedding. But it, Stella misunderstands, misreads Ted's thoughts, and offers to take over the wedding. And I think it wasn't he just going to like suggest that they pay for dinner. Dinner, you're right. It was dinner. <laughs> And yeah, so how that got interpreted is they'll take over. Yeah, the I think this is the full thing. Huh. Okay. Yeah, we'll find out. I for some reason I thought because it, I believe the one after that is when they're like avoiding Stella, who they think is in the restaurant. And they're like hiding under the table. Hmm. Okay. Well, it'll so, be a surprise next week, I guess. See, there's some fun stuff, and then it's you know really hard to deal with the being left at the altar part of it. It was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Okay. How can others besides just Danielle write to us? <laughs> You can email us. us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at runklerecaps or Instagram underscore how I met your podcast underscore. Well, Jen and I are going to go spend the next 45 minutes to an hour trying to prevent global warming. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see you guys wow. next week. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you on Shelter Island. <laughs>